All right, everybody, welcome back. Glad to have you on the podcast. I'm here with Jimmy. What's up, Jimmy? Oh, not much. How's it going? Doing great. Remember we talked last week, we were going to have a fellow by the name of Ryan on to talk Ferraris. That poor guy went out of town, so got a fellow by the name of Isaac with us tonight. Isaac, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for letting me come on. Yeah, we're glad to have you. Isaac is a Mustang guy, so this is going to be an episode all about Mustangs. We might actually even call this episode the Doomstang episode. Doomstang. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, wait a minute. Are you saying this was like a Ford versus Ferrari thing and, and Ford won out? Because that's what I'm hearing. Yes. It's exactly yeah. what happened. Yeah. All right. <laughs> all right with that. Good call on that one. All right, real quick, I'm just going to give a rundown on some of the interesting things about Mustangs. 1964 is when the Mustang first hit the market, and they sold 400,000 Mustangs the first year. And within two years, they'd sold 1 million Mustangs. It took them less than two years. And just for you, Jimmy, I thought I'd let you know that they built a 1964 and a half model. Yeah, but mine is technically not a 64 and a half because it was built in September. And that was a long-standing argument I had with uh, some buddies of mine because <laughs> they swore that a 64 and a half Mustang did not have a 289 in it. And for 30 years, I insisted that it did, and I stand corrected. So I lost that that argument. That's good. Finally, you lost something. So <laughs> proud of you on that. <laughs> Mine's a September build, so it, it's considered a 65. Well, does it have as long as it has a different dash to designate it the half year you know, model, then we're okay. Oh, no, no. It's, hey, the 64 and a half, 65 thing is, it, it's a land of mystery uh, for folks. It's not, not as simple <laughs> as a dash. <laughs> Most things are. It should be, yeah. And then we get into the weird years. I call them the 74 to 78 with that Mustang II. Not a handsome car at all. And then the third generation was what they called the Fox body. And you might remember this, Jimmy. Uh, and this is for the listener and Isaac. We had a buddy that we went to school with that had a 1992 Mustang 5.0. And he, he'd always park it about. And he did a, an at-home tint job with some mid-90s purple tint. He tinted the fog lights, all the side windows, rear window, and then a big bar across the top. And I don't think he had a squeegee with him because there were more bubbles than connected parts. And I remember he looked at me and said, I did the tint myself. <laughs> and I answered him in like a 1950s comment. I'm like, you don't say. <laughs> I can tell. Yeah. What? Because it was the worst thing that I've ever Wait, seen. I, that was I, a tint job? I thought, he, I thought he was trying for the bubble look. <laughs> <laughs> well, he nailed it. It's camouflage. Yeah, it was awful. I remember that. So I always thought that was the best part about his Mustang. <laughs> Yeah, and then we just get into the modern ones. The, the latest model come out in 2024. I think they, they introduced it as the Dark Horse. Got another lady at work that loves the Mustang, and she said it reminds her too much of the Camaro. The Dark Horse does. Yeah. What's the coolest part about it, Isaac? The coolest part about the Dark Horse is that you can rev the engine from your key fob. Ooh. Now, that would be there useful. There is a button to rev your engine while it is parked. <laughs> To let everybody know that you drive the Mustang, as all Mustangs should be. That sounds like something that Jimmy needs in his MGA. <laughs> yeah, I would rev the MG up like that, but nobody would really hear it. So it'd be <laughs> <laughs> kind of pointless. All right, well, it's a Mustang episode. Jimmy, what Mustang are you looking at on the auction? Well, I found one on Bring a Trailer. 
the title of it is the Illuminator Powered 1969 Ford Mustang Fastback. Pretty cool looking car. It's in this really cool green color. I kind of got into the uh, the weeds with it a little bit because apparently it's got a different engine in it than what it states there. And the one engine that they said that it had was supposed to have, I think it was 580 horsepower at 7,800 RPMs, which that's incredible. What year is this it's one again? It's a 69, but it, it has a, it's a resto mod. You Definitely has a more modern engine. There's no way a 69 is going to pump out that much yeah, power. Yeah, apparently it's got a uh, third gen Coyote, but apparently the engine that the invoices say that's in it is a 460 horsepower engine, but it, they put a C4 transmission behind it, which is the same one that's in the Mustang that I have, but apparently it's uprated that somebody noted that the, it had a part number from Summit Racing, and it was an uprated C4, which is good because I had a C4 transmission in a 77 uh, Ford F100 truck one time, and that thing, uh, it was not fit to be in that truck. But apparently it works better in Mustangs somehow. I don't know. I don't know how that works. There's no way that that can't be an aftermarket transmission with that Well, kind of it's power. supposed to be. That one's supposed to be. They'd have to yeah, do something. But mine's a straight-up C4, and that one I had in the truck was a C4, and, and apparently they were not great on the truck. I really don't know why. I don't know if it had to do with the gearing or what. I'm not sure, but they were not good with the trucks, but apparently they're okay in Mustangs. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's a weird one. <laughs> it was interesting to see the upgrades and modifications, and then I kind of got lost in all that. It's kind of cool to look through the pictures because on the pictures they have uh, receipts for the work done. It was done somewhere around the 2015 time frame. And they've got about $65,000 in receipts from that one place. So it's interesting to see what they had done to it. That's a lot of money. That's That's got to be a lot of work. That's yeah, cool. it's kind of neat. Uh, it's sitting at 20000 right now. So mathematically, it's kind of how my math works out. <laughs> but I, hey, but you know, this is GLWTA podcast. So I do, do wish them good luck with the auction. Hope it goes well for both buyer and seller. Yeah, hope that seller recoups a little bit of yeah. that money. GLWTA. Good luck with the auction. What else you got for us, Jimmy? Anything else? I uh, just wanted to, real, real quick note, the Shelby estate won the lawsuit. The Shelby Trust trustee, Neil Cummings, says that the company, quote, can finally tell all our important licensees and Shelby GT500 owners that Miss Halicki has absolutely no right to complain about or file a lawsuit based upon the looks of any car licensed by the Shelby Trust. So what that means for all of us is now we can go out and build our Eleanor's. This has literally been the thing that's st been stopping me from working on the Mustang. So <laughs> currently uh, I'm hot gluing some scoops to the side of the Mustang and uh, should be completing that work very soon. And then obviously we'll be calling the car Eleanor instead of Sally. That's right. You might want to get the motor running as well. Now, you know, just for the, for the listener, I'm really excited about this episode. Because you have to listen to how Jimmy says the word Mustang. It's fantastic. <laughs> Mustang. <laughs> okay, Mustang. I want to rewind that a couple of times. All right. Yeah. What is it called, Jimmy? What are we, what are we talking about today? Are we talking about Mustangs? <laughs> yeah, Mustangs. Anyway. All right, Isaac. What, what, are, you, what are you looking All at? Right. I got something sweet. So I'm on Bring a Trailer. I've got a 1969 Ford Mustang Boss 302 and here's why this car is cool first of all it's made to melt rubber so it's got the c-stripe 
It's got no fake scoops, which I love. This is Mustang. The non-Eleanor. In its rawest form. But here's the best part about this car. So in 1969, the reason they built this car was for the Trans Am Racing Series. And this car sucked. (laughs) (laughs) And this is why I like it, because they built the best car for racing, but they found out that after racing the Pontiac Firebird, which is another wonderful car, and the Camaros, they kept getting smoked. And they were like, what is going on? We're pumping 290 horsepower into this four-speed and we can't we can't do anything what is going on they found out later on that it was the tires that were having a hard time in the pit stops they were losing the race in the pit stops so they took this 1969 absolute beauty they switched out from firestone to goodyear tires and they won in 1970 so here's what i like about this car and bring a trailer if you zoom in on the wheels this guy knows what they're doing because he switched out the 1969 loser car and put the Goodyear tires nice. on it, and now it's a winner. Nice. Go. I love this car because this is actually the winning car. Nothing about this car is bad anymore. So I would buy this car as is just because of the Goodyear tires. <laughs> I think this car is beautiful. It's, it's why it's it's a it's 1969. It's got this black C stripe. It's got the Wimbledon white. The black vinyl interior. They switched out the wheel for the three-spoke steering wheel. Unbelievable looking car, made to melt hearts and rubber. Nice. And the best part about it, it's got a non, it's a non-motor rolling chassis, but it's got the Goodyears on it. So That's all you need. It. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it sounds like I, a I like that. Here. I like That's that right. Wimbledon white color. That's pretty cool. Nice black white contrast. Wasn't it Firestone where Ford had all the trouble with with the Explorers and? The cars flipping and all that stuff in the early 2000s. Remember that? I think it was Firestone. Look, if you see Ford and Firestone together, you run away. Yeah. <laughs> you see Ford in Goodyear, you're having a good time. You're all right. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> it sounds like Ford didn't learn its lesson the first time around with the Firestones. Yeah, but in 1970, they sure did. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it took them till the Ford Explorer <laughs> events in 2000. That's true. <laughs> That's yeah. when they really got it. Well, I'm looking at on bringing trailers. Well, I've got a 4,200 mile 2018 Ford Mustang Shelby Super Snake wide body convertible. This thing is a beauty from every angle. If you get a chance, yeah, exactly. It's a tongue twister, but this thing is gorgeous from all angles. The seller made the comments here. He had this car built because somebody asked him, you know, the the total build cost. Total build cost was 165,000 plus. The car was fifty-eight grand. It has a factory GT three fifty steering wheel for two grand, and then the Shelby Super Snake wide body custom paint were thirty grand. And there's another forty thousand in miscellaneous things, including the Go Baby Go Start Stop button. That thing is totally worth it. So I thought I'd look up and see, out of the four thousand dollars, how much that Go Baby Go Start Stop button was. It's eight dollars and ninety-nine cents on Amazon. <laughs> There had to have been an upcharge. I think I should get one of those buttons, but if I do, I don't know if I'm going to be able to afford parking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. you got to make choices in life, sacrifices. I don't know anything about these Go Baby Go Start buttons, but, you know, here's a zoomed-in photo of that thing, and it's there. It just says Go Baby Go in big red letters right on the start-stop button. I probably wouldn't buy the car without that. I think that's worth the money. Yeah? I think i buy the car because of the button. But then if somebody borrows your car, how do they know to turn it off? 
doesn't say start yeah, stop. There is there is no stop baby. You stop. just keep going. Just go baby go. Yeah. You don't stop. <laughs> I got a question. You know these new Mustangs have the which I think is really really cool on the speedometer it says ground speed. So the question I have is if the Mustang gets airborne does that suddenly become airspeed? <laughs> it changes to knots. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the Dodge. Those are the boats. <laughs> that's slick. <laughs> well, sweet. Uh, so we brought Isaac on. Uh, you guys are the, you know, Jimmy, you've got the Mustang. Mu- Mustang? Yeah, the Mustang. Uh, in the corner of your garage, that red one from 65. Isaac's got a brand new Mustang. The only Mustang I ever had was a 1980 Camaro. That counts. <laughs> yes, they do. But we thought we'd ask Isaac about, you know, why, why Mustang? What got yeah. you to, to buy the Mustang? My grandpa, he had a 2003 Mustang GT. A nice little boxy car, right? They were just coming out of the Fox Bodies. Beautiful car. Anyway, we were going up the canyon to go boating, and I got kicked out of my family's Suburban. <laughs> I don't remember why, but I, I remember my grandpa said, he'll, he'll take me up. I was about 10 years old, threw me in the front seat, and, and he was just ripping it the whole time. And I just couldn't believe it. I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. And so I went and got a Hot Wheels of that car. So life comes full circle, I guess. I went and bought a 2022 Mustang GT. I actually took my daughter out in the car. She's only three. And the first thing she said when we floored it, she goes, wow. (laughs) And I said, this is crazy. I cannot believe that I was that kid. And now I'm doing that with my kids. And so for me, I feel like, reason I got a Mustang is because I have an emotional attachment. Like that was the first time that I was ever, ever just floored by a feeling of like thrill, you know? And so I think it, I think I kind of got hooked on that. And, and for me, it was just in a Mustang. It could have been any car really, but for, you know, it was my Mustang. So I went and, I went and got one because I want that for my kids. It's cool. Yeah. And that's the problem. It never goes away. <laughs> You're in trouble. Once you become enamored with cars, it's with you the rest of your life. It doesn't matter if it's a you know, 59 MGA, an 88 BMW for me is what got me started. But that fourth generation Mustang, they had one called the Mach 3. It was a supercharged V8 with 450 horsepower. That's the one that they called the Fox 4. That was the generation just after the Fox body. So it's a little more rounded than the Fox body. And that was the second to the last year they made that. But still a great-looking car, little scoops on the hood, tiny little things right up by the windscreen, a couple side scoops on the side, just behind the door. What color was your granddad's Mustang? It was silver. Nice. Great car. I was really upset because when I was about 13, I went and mowed his lawn every Friday, and he was like, I think I'm going to get rid of this Mustang. I said, just hang on to it for a few more years, and he sold it right before I turned 16 because I would have bought that car from him. That's why he sold it. That's exactly why he sold it. What? Yeah, maybe my mom was a factor in that now that I think about it because I really, really wanted that car, but I ended up getting a different one. It's all good. Because you're getting ready to turn 16 and have a Mustang. <laughs> mm-hmm. I called him when I bought this, the Coyote, and he was, I mean, ecstatic about it. it he could not believe it. He thought it was the coolest thing ever. So, yeah, good so memories you- with that car. So yours, Isaac, is called is the Coyote package. It's got the Coyote engine in it. Yeah. Tell me about that. 
Well, I don't know too much about it because I just found out that I had it. I didn't even know I had it when I bought it. <laughs> That's all? You just thought it was a Mustang 5.0? It's a Mustang 5.0. It's a V8, and it's loud, and it's don't care anything else. <laughs> and uh, it's got a Coyote racing engine in it, so it's a 10-speed automatic, which is a little bit of a turnoff to some people. It was that or the 6-speed manual, but they didn't have any on the lot. Anyway, I bought the 10-speed automatic. It grips and rips. I love it. It's got a few racing modes, and... I don't even know if I've really unleashed everything on it yet. If you said, okay, I want to hold out for six speed, was there a long wait list? I mean, how does it, how does it work well, right now with I the guess Mustangs? in our area, they don't have a lot of them coming to this area. They discontinued the 350. Okay. Right? For the time being, I don't know why, but those are all six speed manuals. And so this is what they had on the lot. And I have zero patience or self-discipline, <laughs> clearly. So I said, I guess I'll take that. Car guy. Yeah. That's what happens. Want it now. Yeah. I said, I'll buy it. And he said, oh, <laughs> and wrote it up. Yep. I'm, I'm, I mean, right now. What are we, what are we waiting for? I got to get, I could take this home. Yeah. Why am I not driving the car right now? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what are your plans, Isaac? What are you going to do to it? Okay. So. All right. Time out real quick. I mean, I'm just saying that because obviously people who buy a Mustang, they can't leave them alone. <laughs> that guy, I mean, he put $4,000 worth of options on it, including the $8.99 Go Baby Go sticker. I think the first thing I will add is the Go Baby Go <laughs> start stop button. I think the, the real first mod I want to put on it is I'm going to get a cold air intake. And I definitely do not need it. Yeah. But I'm going to get it. Does that increase power? It does. Those? Okay. It's going to put me at 500 horsepower. Wow. 500? Be <laughs> right. Awesome. Then, Do you have to tune with that? Is, is yeah. that? Are there some, okay. You don't have to, but I'm, I'm going to take it up to injectable and they'll tune it up the same day. Okay. They'll, they'll install and then tune. And then I'm going to put a, a wide set, a wide base wheel on it. We're going to do some 11s on the back and some 10s on the front. It's going to be real mean and we're going to call it the Doomstain. Nice. Yeah, that's, that's the episode. That's why this episode is the Doomstain. All black. With red caliber brimbos. That's going to be so cool. You know, I, I neglected to mention that that Shelby Super Snake I talked about had 825 horsepower, something in that range. Crazy. And I don't, I'm with the rear wheel drive Mustang. How do you keep that rear end down? Well, you I don't light think them you up? do. That's why they called it a crowd killer. <laughs> <laughs> don't be around if you see a Shelby Mustang Super Snake. You're going to die. Don't be on the outside edge of the corner watching right. the parade, is what you're saying? That is correct. Yeah. You steer clear. 800 horsepower, that, I mean, I don't even really know how you control that. Well, I don't know how you control 500, and so with just the air intake and what you're going to do, you're going to be at that level. The uh, the trees on the side of the road are going to be the only thing that control that Mustang. <laughs> they're, they're shaking. <laughs> Make the curbs taller, please. <laughs> Insurance is going to go very. Just don't dirty. tell them. They're fine. <laughs> yeah. They don't. They don't need to know. <laughs> well, we appreciate you listening. Very. We're, we love looking at these auctions on Bring a Trailer. We love to have anyone who has purchased a car at auction has a special car. They like to share the story, like Isaac did about his granddad and the Mustang that got him involved in cars. That he's going to perpetuate that to his children and ruin another generation, which is great. <laughs> It's like passing on debt. Yeah, it's like passing on <laughs> debt, he said. <laughs> uh, this will not help you in your life, but here you go. <laughs> good luck with this. <laughs> you know, wish everybody good luck with the auctions and a Merry Christmas. Is there any final thought, Jimmy? 
want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas as well and hope you're in the middle of this crazy uh, weather front we're getting ready to have that you can uh, live through it and be able to take your cars out on the ice a little bit and slide around. We'll see how it goes. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know, speaking of that, if if you have 500 horsepower on a Mustang, can you put a snowplow on the front of that? (laughs) Some chains on the back and a snowplow on the front? Well, I don't see why you couldn't (laughs) help the neighbors out, whether they want your help or not. (laughs) Any final thoughts from you, Isaac? The reason I love cars is because... It's just a memory creator, you know? And I've always thought, if you're driving a Mustang, you're having a good time. It doesn't matter who you are or what Mustang you're driving, you're having a good time, you know? And so that's what it's about, man. It doesn't matter. You know, I see Mustangs that are so ugly, and I'm like, why would you ever do that? And you know what? They're having a good time. They're having a really good time. They're having a good time. And they probably look at mine and say the same thing or whatever. But I just, I don't know. To me, it's just about making core memories, gripping and ripping, Breaking a few traffic violations, you know. Quietly. Well, you can't in a Mustang. No, quietly. in a Mustang, yeah. you can't. You can't do them quietly. But that's not what it's about anyway. I love the cars. I think that the muscles are fun. Obviously, a fan of the Mustang. But any car, really, is just about making the memories and being able to look back at that and say, man, I was having a good time, you know. Awesome. That's the whole purpose of this podcast, to get the stories and the memories written down for time for the grandchildren to listen to when we're long gone. Well, Merry Christmas, everybody. Thanks for listening. 